I understand why most of them are still in the closet, but then they, they, there are so many things they can do. There are so many platforms they can come in. What's up, people? It's Kitan of Lagos, and you are watching Bass TV. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share to your friends, most importantly. Peace out. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Hey, all my friends out there. It's your boy, Troy Weeks Music. And you hear my voice? And you know what that means? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> it's time for All the Tea with Verse TV. No Corona. Sorry, got to say that. People be asking questions nowadays. I'm stuck with the fan. But anyway, first of all, in the building today, we have a very special guest, very special guest, all the way from the other side of our motherland, ladies and gentlemen. We have Keith on in the building. My God, how we doing? Hello, thank you for having me. I'm very well, thank you. Good evening. It's yes, evening over here. <laughs> I know it's evening. Listen, y'all, it's evening because he's all the way in Africa, man. At the end of the day, you know how we do here. We are international, and so without further ado, mm -hmm. we want to officially welcome you here. So, for our Verse TV audience who may not know where you're from, you know, tell us a little about you're from and the love of your okay. origin of being where you're from. You know, because I know you love where you're from. You're representing. <laughs> Most definitely. Hi, good evening, everybody. My name is Kiton. I'm from Nigeria. I'm in West Africa. I'm from Lagos State. And um, we are black. We are, we, are, we, are, we are black. We are very, we are very happy people. And Nigeria is just a very good country to be in, definitely. Most definitely. So that's all. Thank you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is just the beginning, y'all. Just the beginning. Now. All the way from Nigeria now. You, they're telling you we're international. That's how we do it. So, in two yeah. or three words, please describe an average day in the life of, of an LGBTQ person in Nigeria. It's scary. It's terrible. And we're in constant fear every day, every day, every day. Mm. Mm. Wow. Well, we're so sorry to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Keep fighting the fact yeah. that you're doing because what you're doing is important and because of what you're doing, it's changing lives. So just always remember, yeah. like, it's not for no reason, right? And so, also, right, right. Also, for our Verse TV audience who may not know yet, what is the goal of LGBTQ Niger? And how does it work towards... Okay, um, yeah, talk, let's talk about, the, talk about that just for the people. Okay, um, part of the goals of LGBTQ Ninja is to create awareness of the availability of the Nigerian LGBTQ community and the LGBTQ community at large to Nigerians and to the world mm -hmm. and creating awareness that we are here, we are good people and we've come to stay, that we are professional experts, rich and well-to-do LGBTQ people, creating a safe space for ourselves, sorry, and we are constantly informing our members of what is happening in um, uh, in the LGBT community in Nigeria. Yeah. We are we also assist LGBT community people because there are people who who are homeless, there are people who are jobless and because of their sexuality they don't have access to some certain things. So the basic things of life like housing, like jobs or medical um medical care. Mm -hmm. And basically that's 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 because 
But as you was Nice. Listen, that sounds like heaven, especially for someone who could yeah. be LGBTQ. So um over there. So again, shout yeah. out to you. Thank you for just standing up in this fight against Thank against you. it all. And so I'm gonna do what's right. Yeah. That's from the heart. It's amazing. So how is how is work towards this goal being accomplished for you? Um, we have raised um we did a GoFundMe um platform. We opened a GoFundMe to get help from people so we could create a space for our community members. And um, we post LGBTQ professionals on our platforms with families too, with families too, to create a beautiful impression about the LGBT community in Nigeria. And we also do online and we also do online and offline training content on our social media platform to assist the LGBT community in Nigeria as well. Wow. And um, we, also, we, we also create um, self-awareness for, for mental health and self-acceptance. We, we, make, we, uh, we help people to find love. Oh, that's we help people to find love, yeah. And, um, on, we, uh, and we're working on more safe space and, mm. easier, and an easier way to enable us access more people or to assist more people. We have, and again, we have security issues against the Nigerian LGBT community. There is this 14 years, whatever, whatever, that is really, really, um, yeah, by the, by the government. So basically, that's that. All right. So you really, y'all making some strides. Y'all making some moves with this. This is amazing. So I'm just, I hope everyone that's listening can see this, like the heart that you have in going to what you're doing. It's amazing. And, and yeah. the fact that you guys are helping people find love, wow. I wasn't expecting that. I'm going to say that. I was not expecting that. <laughs> that is super amazing. Wow. Super amazing. So our show producer, Aaron, he read that some, some of the more rural areas that practice traditional African beliefs are more open to same-gender love because the colonial import religious brought the homophobic mindset that can exist yeah. in the larger cities. Is this true? Can our LGBT community find more refuge in rural areas? It is true that we can't find, we can't access refuge in, uh, in rural areas mm. because most of them are ignorant and they don't know what is happening. And for, apart from the fact that they are ignorant, they are, they are scared because of what the ordinary man would say about the kind of love that exists in the community. Mm -hmm. uh, got it, got it. Well, well, that's good to know, especially for someone watching who may be seeking refuge, right? Um, so now let's talk about the special anti-robbery squad, SARS. The SARS was created one okay. year after Aaron was born, and it seemed to start with good intentions. How did things spin out of control? Uh, okay, let me use this platform to share my experience with this um, SARS, that's the special anti-robbery squad. Please do. About a month ago, about, about a month ago, I traveled to the south south of the country. That's Portacot, the river state. The state is the river, um, rivers, and the capital is Portacot. Mm -hmm. So on my way back to Lagos, uh, in Bini City, that's Edo State, the south they stopped us and they stopped the car for the normal stop and search. And mm -hmm. on coming down, one of them said. I was gay because of my effeminacy, the way I am 
and because I had a piercing on my left ear, ear. And I said, no, I wasn't because for obvious reasons, for my security purpose and everything. But he insisted that I was, he went through my phone. Okay, then he threatened to go through my phone. And at that point, they already passed another bill for them to search every citizen of the country with or without warrant. So I was selfless at that point. So they could just access my phone. So they had access to my phone. They went through all my chats, both with my customers or with whoever I, I, I chat with. And it was, it was even as, it was so bad. They even had to listen to voice recordings, like the voice notes I exchanged with people through my WhatsApp wow. chat. So in the process, they saw my nude picture, they saw some group chat, they saw some nasty things. And, yeah, and one of them said I was going to, they was going to charge me to court that it's a 14 years offense, it's a criminal offense in the country, blah, blah, blah. And at that point, he now said if he was not going to charge me to court, he was going to collect 500,000. Wow, it's a 500,000. <laughs> Yeah. So, Sarge, so, so even, they're, they're particularly anti-gay? Is that what Sarge No. They, 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 they are victims or they are, they are, yeah, um, they are target audience are the LGBT community, the, the cyber criminal people, that's the Yahweh Yahu. And I think that's just the two people. So, and court is, in general, the court is too. So after that, afterwards, I told them I don't have 500k, obviously, because I'm just an entrepreneur and I don't, I'm not, I don't even think I've gotten a contract worth of 500k. So I have 500k in my account. So I told them I don't have that amount. And they said, okay, the least they could do was 200,000. I told them, I don't even, I still don't have this 200,000. What I have in my account was even up to 50,000 naira. And at that point, they forced me to do a video saying I was gay. At, at, at that point, they were pointing a gun at me. And it was scary at that point. It was really, really scary. Then in the process, I was outed to my family because I had to call my aunt, who I was coming from a place in Port Harcourt. I had to call her that this is a situation of things. Then... They negotiated with her and she paid 100,000 naira before they could release me, release me. So even after the release, after the whole payment of the bribe or whatever the bill it is called, they still threatened to, um, to allow me to take them to my people, like my friends, so they could extort and also arrest them. Well, so this just seems like a big, the government, so whoever, is this a government program or is it just like a, yeah, the government, the government actually put them in the, on the streets to extort us. And it was a week after the old situation, the old NSAS protest started in the country, most in, in Lagos for a start. So that was when the old NSAS protest started. And after the old saga with the SARS, my parents, obviously, because they are homophobic, because they lack understanding of whatever the community is about. At first, they said I was demonic. They said I was doing this for money. They said I was gay for money, whatever, whatever, whatever. And in conclusion, okay, then 
the, the what's it called? They now said I was going to go for therapy. I was going to, for deliverance. That's the religious certain part of the thing. And later on, my mom said oh, she doesn't want to see me there. I was actually leave. So since then, I've been homeless. But then I'm currently at somebody's place, putting up for a while. So the stars generally. Once you're effeminate, they'll tag you gay. Once you look good, once you dress good, they'll tag you gay in the country, in this country, Nigeria. Once you use iPhone, once you have a good phone, once you have a car, it's either you're a yawi yawu or you're gay. And definitely they're going to extort, they're going to do all sorts of things to you. This is crazy. So sorry to hear that this is happening. This has happened to you. A gun to your head and all yeah. this. So sorry to hear that. The fact that the government is sponsoring this com- company to do this to people, like to literally extort money from them because of their sexuality is beyond me. Wow. That, that, that's ridiculous. So let's get back to what uh, this question. Wow. Blew my mind. So on Great Brown TV discussion with SARS, one of the guests said, we need African solutions to African problems. Policing and prisons are colonial solutions. If you were in charge, if you were in charge, Keetan, and within an infinite large budget, what do you feel would work towards solving the problem against SARS? Um, what I feel would work against the SARS people is um, total diso- um, dissolving of the, of the organization of the old SARS team because their work, what they're supposed to do is not what they are doing. They are suppo- they are, their targets are criminals. You don't you don't arrest me because I'm effeminate. You don't arrest me based on perceived homosexuality. You arrest me either because I'm a cultist or I'm a criminal. But in the country, when when you are effeminate, even when you have dread like you, are, when you have dread, automatically they tag you gay. Wow. In the country, yeah. Even with my tinted hair, I'm not still safe. It's still not safe for me to move around because apart from the fact that I might encounter, I might have, a, I might have an encounter with SARS on the road, I'll, mm. I'm scared of the people around, the community people, the, the whole heterosexual community at large because they might just say, oh, look at this because the way I'm working or because of my air. And it has been like that. So basically for me, if I have the power or the authority to go about dissolving the stars or to put them in place i'll just dissolve it totally because they are not working and they keep on extorting people and it's just it's just crazy it's very very crazy it's very very crazy Mm, it's really crazy i I need to be done i feel you give them this money y'all so over here people often speak about good cops and bad cops it's like it seems like where's all the good cops from all this right like dang you know, so <laughs> thousand video for Johnny could be quite potent, but there's a message in this art, a moral instruction, if you will, especially in the song Hypocrite. Aaron also yeah. is happy to see his pretend husband, Don Jazzy, also posting about SARS. Aaron and his, yeah. his pretend husbands. How can celebrity involvement also, um, celebrity involvement best help the movement in Nigeria? Um, celebrity involvement, what, is, what, what they can do, we're not telling them, we are not, I'm not saying, or I'm not, I, advising them to all come out as gay. We know most of them who are closeted gay, but they can contribute to the community in 
in their own way, in their own safe space. They don't need to come to the front to fight for us. We, we, we already have some NGOs who are doing that already. But with their own contribution, with their voice, with their, um, how will I put it? Once they um, lend us their voice, once they, they give us their influence, I think the, the, country, the country at large will understand, okay, these people are fighting for a cause, not just because they want to have the freedom to express themselves, but because most of them are even scared of the country on their own. So I understand why most of them are still in the closet, but then they, they, there are so many things they can do. There are so many platforms they can come in without their own identity being, to, um, being dis um, displayed in the public. So I feel they should, they can, be, they can provide financial support, they can provide their, their own voice to us. They know people who, can, they can, who they can actually talk to and who they, who they can actually talk to in the government, in the authorities, and all these bills can be settled or be dissolved. Mm -hmm. So right. that's what I'm Yeah. Well, yeah. if any out there listening and they see this, please do. He, he just expressed to you how you could help. Please help, you know? So when Aaron first saw the SARS protest from our friend Matthew Blaze's Instagram page, Aaron thought this was a okay. movement of young people working towards the end of SARS and the no. end to legalize homophobia. It seems to have pulled away from the fight to stop homophobia. Why do you think this happened or, or did it not? It's happened because um, it's not just the heterosexual world that are being assaulted or they are being extorted by these SARS people. Like I said, even a straight effeminate person is being harassed or being perceived gay because of his effeminacy. So what I feel happened during the protest, during the queer lives matter, during those hashtags was at the same time, we want them to know we are here and we are suffering from it because if we don't speak up now, it was an avenue for us to speak up. It was an avenue for us to just let them know we are suffering from these people too. So the Queer Life Matter and the NSAS protest was, I would say it's a coincidence, but it's, it's interwoven. It's something that has a, um, um, they are similar to each other because on a normal day, you just walk and they'll be packed somewhere and they'll just stop you because of a certain way you are dressing or of a certain way you are walking or mm -hmm. of some certain characters. So the Queer Lives Matter aspect or the trends too was, was really, really important during the NSAS protest because these same people, these same set of people who are extorting Gotcha. So, so quick yeah. question: how, how how did the people respond to Files using his voice? Um, most people were in support of him, and why some are just like his song. If the title of the song "Hypocrites," we have we know a lot of hypocrites are in the country. So, but majority of 
the um, citizen of the country gave him a positive energy. They really supported him. So it's it's um, how would I put it? It's amazing. It's really it was it was worth it. Mm. Oh, nice. Good to know. Yeah, I just had to. I was curious. Okay, so to, to sort of wrap this part of it up, this the last question on this part of it is this: What is the best advice that you have ever received? The best advice I've ever received is to just be myself, do what I can do best, and not impress people. I should just live for myself. Basically, that's that. That's the best advice I've ever got. Come on, be you, because guess what? Don't cost you no, no money to be you. It's free. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. for the next part of this interview, we asked we asked a couple questions to everyone that we interview. So, um, we're gonna start with this one. Question number one is this. Okay. If you had all the money and power necessary, what would you do to change that you feel will be most beneficial for the LGBTQ community? All the money and power. Most importantly, I would build a safe space in every part of the country for the LGBTQ community because a lot of people are homeless because of their sexuality, a lot of people are homeless because of um, of their um, HIV status. Mm. A lot of people are jobless. Once, once, um, in, in some people are they are so out like they are so the phobia in them. Once they know you are you are gay or you are a member of the LGBTQ community, they send you out of the house just like me. So I'll make sure there's a safe space in every part of the country or in every state of the country and create more jobs, jobs like um, um, skills acquisitions, mm-hmm. <laughs> create skills <laughs> acquisitions, and um, that's that, because once you have a skill and you put people to train about it, they grow from it and they can actually give back to the community. So most people or a safe space in every part of the country or in every state of the country, then give a lot of skills acquisitions. Mm. Come on now, we're going to get you this money. So um, so before we get there, I wanted to, you know, something popped in my head and I want to ask you one quick question. Um, I don't okay. know if we get to do this, so I wanted to, you know, especially, you know, you're all the way from there. Um, what do you feel would, if you didn't start LGBTQ to LGBTQ not just right. How do you feel the LGBT? Yeah. How do you feel the LGBTQ community will be affected right now if they didn't have platforms like you to help make change? How do you feel right now because of SARS and other play- programs? How do you feel the community as a whole would be with, without programs like oh. you? The, uh, um, even before the um, GoFundMe thing started, we got a lot of complaints that the NGOs in the country are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Most of, get, most of them get funds in pr- the names of the community in Nigeria, and they don't do it. They don't, the funds don't do the purpose or don't serve the purpose of what it's supposed to do. And the complaints kept coming, it kept coming, it kept coming. And it's uh, to my surprise. I won't be surprised if there's no LGBT, LGBTQ in Nigeria. All these things, nobody would be aware of it. Nobody would be aware of it. There's no how people will be able to express themselves. There's no how people will be able to tell them of tell you or discuss 
how they are feeling mentally. So basically, I just feel they will be so, they will be depressed because most of them are already depressed from one thing or the other, and mm, without this yeah. platform, they are, because there are a lot of positive feedback from this platform. So I can just imagine if this platform isn't existing, how a lot of people would feel they'll. I can't. I can't even begin to imagine because mm. even as two weeks ago, there was a case of a suicide person, someone who committed suicide. And I feel if yeah, he had people to reach out to, or if he had, if there was a platform he knew he could talk to, I mm. feel the suicide would have been um, um, what's it called, averted, or it not it wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened. Mm. So, wow. 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 Sorry to hear that. That's so sad. Even with the platforms available, people don't still take advantage, right? Um, yeah. So what do you feel needs to change in order to improve LG- LGBTQ life in Niger? Well, it's a process. We, we, we're not saying they should accept us. We're not saying they should accept us. They should just allow us to be. Just allow us to be. We are not criminals. The criminals are even out there. The criminals are, the criminals are even in the authorities. <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> they, they, they are there. So we are not a criminal. I can't be a criminal because I choose to love a dog or I choose to love my my cupboard or my wardrobe or my shirt. Right. They should, they should just go after the real criminals and give us a safe space to stay in. So, um, they should ju- they should, at the same time, they should just accept us for who we are, but then we are not criminals. They should bring out, they should bring down the, all the old laws that are not in our favors and we are good to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're saying it. That's why you, yeah. you, you, you use the platforms that you have to do what you need and you're doing it. Thank you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for talking. It's important. You know what I'm saying? All I keep thinking about is you telling me about that you had the gun to your head all because you had an earring. Like, you, you understand? Like, that's so, like, wow. It's so, it's you know? so. <laughs> uh, so an, an article said that the NSRs is not defunded, is not defunded police. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, actually, it's the police are different from the SARS. That's what they are. Ans- I, 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 I don't even understand because when they were introduced to the country, according to the name, it is an anti-special anti-robbery or special anti-robbery squad. So I feel it's it, the 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 the, the stars was basically for what's it called? Arm robbers. You get me? Mm. And they are not. So I feel they should just go after the, just like the um, Economic Financial Crime Commission, they are in charge of cyber crimes and all those cyber um, criminal activities. That's, that's true. That should be their job. Even the SARS, even if they have a Yahweh Yahoo person in their custody, the Yahweh Yahoo person or a criminal should be transferred to ESTC for questioning or for investigation. I hear you. Or investigation, but then the South people would arrest you based on because you are you are a Yahweh person, and they'll still escort you and let you go free. It's not supposed to be like that. That's but these people are just animals. They are just animals. Once you give them money, it sound like it. They will let you go. They will let you go, and the the crime rate still continues like that. 
And if you don't have the money, oh. you're gonna be stuck. It seems like if you don't have the money, yeah, yeah, you don't have the money. Nobody cares about you. Oh, well. exactly. And if, even if you don't have the money, by the time they take you to their um, station, they might kill you on the road. They might kill you, dump you somewhere, somewhere, or when they take you to the station, they might even transfer your case. So end up is like um, swap you with a different case. Wow. And Do they uh, take the money? Most, most, yeah, they take the money. And most of these cases... For themselves? They visit, for, give it to for, the for themselves, not even, not even to the government. For, to, for themselves. The 100K they collected from me, the 100K they collected from me, what, because we tried to transfer. They, they were not accepting transfer because they know they will be traced back with their name of the, the details of their accounts. So they, they were not collecting transfer. They make sure they collected cash. Even before people they arrested before me were, as we were giving them cash. On my way to the station with them, we were two in the bus with them. One of them had to drop on the road because he had the cash on him to sort himself out. And this money are not even going to the government. It's for their own personal self. So mm. welcome to Nigeria. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. And this started in 1984. Where did it go wrong? Like, what? We don't, we, we don't know where it went wrong. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Why is this still okay? Like, if all these people know what this is going on, you know, people like you were speaking up about it. Why is it still okay? This is, this is like you said, welcome to Nigeria. I'm hoping that people who had no clue now have some clue. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's important to, yeah. you know, know what's going on in the world. This is why we do what we do. This is why we do this. Because yeah. we don't really hear these things, you know, unless we may read on Instagram from someone, you know, connected, you know, but we don't really know and hear these things unless we hear hands-on. And, you know, people, especially here in America, you know, see things differently, but until you meet someone like you, you know, you know, definitely open, open, open our eyes to something different and something new. Wow. Um, and realize that there's a real things happening in life, real things happening in other places. Yeah. Um, so what has been the most, when it comes to, um, cause I know like you were saying earlier, like your family and everyone, and some people disown you and things like that. And you became homeless. Yeah. Are you, now that you yeah. started, you know, LGBTQ, LGBTQ um, Niger, right? Niger. How did, how did yeah. you, how does, do they know about this? Like, how does, what, what is your stance now? You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes when people do things in life, like, um, I know friends in the LGBT community who may have got like all business own. And then when they make something of themselves, something great, you know, they tend to, they tend to, you know, Oh, now everything's okay. So I'm just curious as to how things been with you and your family that you've established yourself in a way and doing things what you need for your life. Is it still the same or is it different? It is different because we've lost communication. We stopped talking and I'm still trying to get a space for myself, a personal self, because where I am presently, I'm not entirely comfortable. And like I said, I have a business of my own running and it's not like the business comes in every day. It's just by the grace of God. So it's different. It's, it's, it's really, really different. Like while, while I was back home with my family, while I can just sleep at my own time, wake up at my own time and do things at my own mm -hmm. comfort. So it's really, really different. It's different. It's been different. Wow. Wow. Well, 
our press is that, you know, maybe that can change one day. You keep doing it. You keep, you know, holding up the fight because you're doing amazing work. And eventually, you know, it's going to, things will come around. Um, and so I know yeah. I sort of got us off track. I'm sorry, but I got so excited. Um, but I'm going to mm-hmm. finish up the questions that we were talking about. Too. So question number two is going to start with a quote and then it'll be a question. So this is the well, quote. I mean, I mean, it says, uh, ask not where I live or what I like to eat or how I comb my hair. But ask me, what am I living for? In detail, ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for. And that's a quote by Thomas Morton. And the actual question is this. What is your goal in life? And um, what is slowing you down from achieving that goal? So what's your goal and what's slowing you down from achieving it? Um, my goal is to have a brand well-known outside and Outside of Nigeria, a, a very big brand, a, big, a very big fashion brand. And basically what's stopping me from achieving those goals presently is money, 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 and the right connections. So I see myself in, in five years, I want to be out, out of this country. God's willing, I want to just move out of the country because... Every day we wake up with fear. We don't, you don't know what will happen the next minute. Like mm-hmm. I'm said, a police or a South person can just be walking and maybe shooting. And God forbid, I might just get hit by a straight bullet. So every minute you don't know what is happening in the country. So one of my goals is to move out of the country, have my business known worldwide, make it very big. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, give back to the community. I, I'm, so, I'm so in love with my community because I've come to realize that this is... Because I just believe even God himself knew me before he created me. He knew how the journey was going to be like for me. So let's, let's be that. Whoever is going to judge me should be God. Let it be that. Okay, even if it's going to still going to be a sin, let it be the God that will judge me. Not any kind of human being like me will cannot come and judge me because of their own ignorance or what they don't understand. Right. So right. I agree. So before we move on, yeah. can you tell us, tell us a little bit about your fashion bro really fast? Cause I know, you know, you never know who's watching. I'm, my brain is thinking like, Hmm, is anybody I know can help you? So just tell us a little about your fashion brand. Okay. The fashion brand is basically about urban, urban wares. It's a Nigerian made wares. I made hoodie just like your own. It can come in plain. It can come in customized. Okay. T-shirts. I do a lot of... I've done a lot of rainbow custom outfits too. Two-piece outfits, cargo shorts, joggers, bandana, rainbow bandana, rainbow socks. Mm. Anything. Can, yeah. Can you, just, like, like a, just like oh. this, I'm putting on. Nice. Just like this, I'm putting on. It's it has the KOL on it. This is a tie and dye, a local fabric. I in Nigeria, it. so this is one of the products. Can you ship it to us brand. over here, or do you have a website? Or? Yeah, I do. I do. I do worldwide delivery. I deliver abroad. I've, I've I've delivered two times to the United States now. Well, listen, I have to take a look now because you know I'm just saying. Like, there's, for instance, I'm when the Pride events come up. There's a lot of Pride events. And, you know, you want to wear. You know, you yeah. want to wear the stuff. You know, what can we find? Do you have a website or? Um, okay, uh, um, the Instagram the Instagram page is Kiton of underscore Lagos. Kiton is spelled K I T A N O F underscore Lagos. Awesome, we are gonna look that up. 
Um, definitely. Because, um, you know, I, I outside of doing the talk show, I also do uh, red carpets and stuff for Fashion Week and stuff like that. I host on, on the red carpet and stuff. But also, yeah. you know, it's amazing to make some kind of connection. You know what I'm saying? You know, I know some people here yeah. who are from Africa, some designers here who uh, I'm working with now who, um, you never know, I don't know, maybe you could make a connection and, you know, get you out of there, you know, somehow, some way through your fashion. So, well, you know, yeah. talk about that off record. But yeah. Um, definitely, um, we're um, here in NYC. There's a lot of fashion stuff, a lot of major things still happening behind the scenes. So, you know, we're gonna keep an eye out and maybe see what we can do. Yeah? All right. Um, and All so, right. yeah, yeah. So, the next question is always my funnest question, um, our funnest question. <laughs> and so, okay. question number three is What is your deepest tea, i.e., something that you never shared on social media before, but something that you're willing to share with us, of course? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, my deepest tea. I'm, I'm not shared. I'm not even shared with anybody. <laughs> there was a time I tried. I tried sharing it with my cousin, and she, she was already concluded. She was giving me options. At first, she was like, "Did I impregnate somebody?" and all that. You know when you're curious, you give people options. Is it is this this? Is it that? Is it this? So um, my deepest tea is my HIV status. But say one more time, the camera was like it, it broke up a little bit. Okay, so I said my deepest tea is my HIV status. I haven't shared it with anyone in a very long time. Wow, wow, that's yeah. a deep tea. Come on now. Yeah. Look at you standing up. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for uh, again yeah. um, standing up for it. So, so, quick question: So, over there, like, how do you get your medication? Everything's, out, you know, is it something hard, a, a task that you have to go through? Or no, um, it's just like the normal process after the screening. There are few clinics where we get where you can pick up your medications, where you can. And they can also they can also bring it for you at their own comfort if you don't want to go to if you're not comfortable going to the pickup station. So it's it's quite easy. Just that um, a, a little bit of some unprofessionalism amongst the the workers of the, some most of the clinics, not some most of the clinics, because because of some people who know some people who knows some certain set of people might just end up telling somebody you know or somebody you might be liking and all those kind of things and. Mm -hmm. So that that's was the crazy. main difficult the the basic the their own professionalism. That's all. I knew you was gonna say that. Ooh, oh dirty heifers, mind your business. Hey, it's always somebody <laughs> minding somebody else's business. Don't cost you no money to mind your business. Hey, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I got a little upset for you. I got a little upset. Number uh, number four. What has been your biggest biggest stumbling block along your path up, and how did you overcome it? My biggest, my biggest stumbling. Okay. Mm. Okay. There was a time. The first time I um, got admitted into the Polytechnic because we have the universities and we have the Polytechnic and we have the Federal College of Education in the country. So at the time I got admission, there was no resources, there was no funds to continue with the education, and I didn't even tell anybody, not even my mother, because she, I'm, I'm very sure she was going to be heartbroken. So at the point. Why she thought I was in school, I wrote the entrance examination for underscore. I applied for underscore, and 
I got admitted into the school. Mm. So I was able to graduate. So it was a two-year program. So I was able to do what I couldn't do in the previous school. I was able to achieve it on my own. And I think that was the biggest offer for me. Mm. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Come on now, listen. Sometimes you got to do things, you know, in secret to make things happen and, you know, to make things happen for you to progress in your life for yourself. Yeah. Um, I had to learn that the hard way, but I learned. <laughs> I learned. Um, and so this <laughs> next question is this. What is something that you would like to be left in a legacy time capsule for a legacy of your work? Uh, that's to be the safe, safe house. Like, I don't know. Not, not necessarily, not necessarily my, my, my name on the safe houses, but I want to have a series of safe houses in the country, in different states, and after I'm gone, I want people should oh, Keton did this, LGBTQ Ninja did this, and it moves on, and I have people to continue the same process, so I think that's what I want to be left with. Mm-hmm. So put one or two of those items that you done created in there too. <laughs> yeah. So, my friend, Sorry. that concludes our interview for the most part. So before I let people, before we go looking for you to find you, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being who you are. Thank, thank you. For thank standing you so up much. for the LGBT thank community you. and making it happen. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you put your yeah. life on the line and you make it happen. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So where can the people find you if they want to find out more information outside of your fashions, which you told us before? Where can they find you um, with your business? And then tell them where can they find you with the fashions one more time in case they missed it. Okay, um, my business page is Kitor of Lagos. Kitor of underscore Lagos. That is spelled K-I-T-A-N-O-F underscore Lagos. L-A-G-O-S. And on my personal Instagram page too is still Keton of Lagos. Awesome. And then LGBT um, Q Niger, is this, can you spell that for me? Is that, is that all your social media the same thing? Or that's just on Instagram? Oh, LGBTQ Niger is spelled L-G-B-T-Q N-A-I-J-A LGBTQ Niger. Awesome. So if you guys are looking for more information, do please go to those sites and check out our brother. Support him. You know what I'm saying? Some of our American people watching, y'all go to his Instagram. Check out his fashions. You see what he look. You see him looking sharp. You see you. what he got on. You know. So thank you guys again. Yeah. It's your boy uh, all the way from this is Keaton Lagos, all the way from Nigeria. Here with your boy at Toby's Music of Verse TV. And uh, you can be sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, uh, follow us on iHeartRadio, on Amazon, on uh, SoundCloud. On all platforms. All platforms. <laughs> here, right? Please do. We really appreciate you guys. And again, all the way from Lagos, you know, we have Keaton in the building. So thank you so much again. Please, like I said, keep doing the do. Thank you very fight, much. Baby. It's very much loved and appreciated yeah. out here in these streets. Thank you very much. Thank you for the You're support. Welcome. Bye. You're welcome.